to a special joint presentation with VernonHowell.com. It is the movie review of the Good day. And we are here once again with the incomparable Simone. Now, Simone, before the break, you were taking a rather controversial position. I just think all elementary schools should have a firing range. How else can the children learn to defend themselves? If there is a hole in the ozone layer, how come I can't see it? Immigration, God, isn't it crowded enough? But God created furry animals to be warned. Have you ever tasted dolphin, pan-fried with a little garlic and fennel? Everybody always talks about the negatives of cigarettes. But look at the benefits. I mean, you don't eat as much, and you've got something to hold in your hand. We always knew Simone wasn't like other celebrities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she speaks her mind. Oh, she certainly does. <laughs> Simone, often stylized as S, numeral 1, M, numeral 0, N, E, is a 2002 American science fiction film, written, produced, and directed by Andrew Nicole, a New Zealand screenwriter and director. He also did the films Gattaca, 1997, starring Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman, Lord of War, Nicolas Cage 2005, Crime in Time, the sci-fi action thriller starring Justin Timberlake and Amanda Seyfried, the host, the 2013 American romantic science fiction thriller adapted from Stephanie Meyer's 2008 novel of the same name, and most recently, Good, T- Good Kills, also starring Ethan Hawke, war, war drama. He wrote The Truman Show which earned him an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Screenplay. And he won the BAFTA that year for the same film. That's a British Academy of Film and Television Arts Award. His films tend to explore social, cultural, and political issues, as well as artificial realities or simulations. And you could say that Simone tackles all of this. Simone stars Al Pacino, Catherine Keener, Evan Rachel Wood, Rachel Roberts, Jay Moore, and Winona Ryder. Evan Rachel Wood was just a child when she did this film, which is odd because later in the film, at one point, uh, Al Pacino, who plays her dad, asks her how how her love life is. But she was um, 14 or 15 when they were... So the movie begins when Nicola Anders, played by Winona Ryder, the star of out-of-favor director Victor Taransky, new film and refuses to finish it, and Taransky is forced to find a replacement. Contractual requirements totally prevent using her image in the film, so he must reshoot the film instead. Victor, played by Al Pacino, catches up with his daughter, Evan Rachel Wood, 
in the studio lot after he has been unceremoniously fired from the picture by the producer, Catherine Keener, who's also his ex-wife. Sorry, Mom, can't you? Well, I'm going to finish this picture. Lainey, I'm going to finish it. Because it's important. I know you will, Dad. You're Victor Taransky. I'm Victor Taransky. Later that same day, Al Pacino is accosted by a crazy man in the alley outside of the studio who is up to something. Let's check it out. Mr. Taransky? <laughs> Mr. Taransky, thank God I've been trying to see you. I've been calling. Your, your assistant will put me through. I told her it was a matter of life and death. I was afraid that I wasn't going to get to you in time. Please, just... just your distance, all right? I did it! I did it! I licked skin, I licked hair, I licked every part of her. I'm gonna call security, all right? I'll call security if you don't back off. I, I have her, Mr. Taransky. The answer to your prayers. The answer to this. I was misquoted. I have your new leading lady right here. In, in, my, in my pants. Please, sir, I don't know you. Oh, no. I don't know where you come it's from. It's me! Mr. Isaac, don't, don't you recognize me? The Future of Film Conference in San Jose. Remember that? Hank. Hank Helino. I was the keynote speaker there. You must remember my speech. Who needs humans? Right. <laughs> right, you were booed off the stage, I remember. Oh, that's got to be... Uh, Eight years huh? ago. Whoa. And that whole time, I never left my computer. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, good for you, Hank. Well, it's good and bad. They think that's what caused this, the eye tumor. Microwaves from the screen. Oh, dear, I'm sorry to hear that. Don't be, because it was worth it. <laughs> you have to see her. Oh, I've seen those, uh, I've seen those. Not, not like I'll this. That. Yeah, well, you're talking about a synthesian, a virtual act. No, we see call them vectors. Vectors? I need flesh. Flesh is weak. It can't be done. It, it can be done. With my new computer code, it can be done. You and me? We can do this together. I, I, I don't know anything about computers. Well, see, that's why, that's, that's why you're so perfect, Mr. Taransky. You have something that I don't have. What's that? An eye. An eye for performance. See? You know the truth when you see it. I know. I, I, I mean, I, I've seen your movies. I love your movies. You love my movies? Straw. God, it, 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 it changed my life. You saw Straw God? I have seen every frame of your work. I mean, you're the only filmmaker with the artistic integrity to, to realize my vision. You, you and me, art and science, we're the perfect marriage. Thank you. I've had a rough day today. But I tell you what, I'll call you about this next week. And we can, we can, we can call. I, I won't be here in a week. The tumor's inoperable. I, I'll, I'll, I'll call you about it, okay? No, but listen, that's what I'm trying to say. The tumor is inoperable. 
be dead. I'm already dead, Hank. Hey everybody, today's pod is sponsored by Jorts Sapphire. That's right, Jorts Sapphire. Kevin Smith's Jorts Sapphire. It's the only app that will transform any photo of you into a very spectacular portrait of yourself wearing uh, oversized Kevin Smith-inspired jorts and a hockey jersey. That's right, Jorts Sapphire. Go to jortsapphire.com. They're on Android. They're on iOS. Download the app today. It's a lot of fun. We thank Kevin. We thank George the Fire for sponsoring the program. That's right. GeorgeTheFire.com, the new app. It's out now. And back to the show. this can happen, then what? What is it for? Why are we here? Is that what you're asking, Jack? Why are we here? No, why? Just here. sets when she's on screen, huh? Victor names his virtual actor Simone, a name derived from the computer program's title Simulation One. Seamlessly incorporated into the film, Simone, played by the actress Rachel Roberts, gives a fantastic performance exactly controlled by Victor. The film is immediately a huge success. The studio and soon the world ask, who is Simone? Victor initially claims that Simone is a recluse and requests her privacy be respected. 
but that only intensifies media demands for her to appear. Remember, under no circumstances are you or anybody else ever to enter this set without my express permission. Understood? Yes, sir. Mr. Transky, what, what if it catches on fire? Let it burn. Good morning, Simone. Good morning, Mr. Taransky. Simone, a star is digitized. Do you know what this means? We have stepped into a new dimension. Our ability to manufacture fraud now exceeds our ability to detect it. I am the death of Rio. Death of Rio. Death of Rio. Today's pod is also sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts, who, in connection with the 18th anniversary of Simone, are bringing back their Dunkachino. That's right, the famous uh, drink. Made popular by Al, I mean, Dunk Pacino. Take it away, guys. Something's brewing at D&D. Wow! Al Pacino! It's not Al anymore. It's Dunk. Dunk Pacino? Don't mind if I do. What's my name? Dunk Pacino. It's a whole new game. Dunk Pacino. You want creamy goodness? I'm your friend. Say hello to my chocolate blend. This whole trial is out of sight. They pull me back in with hazelnut too. Caramel swirl. I know it was you. Everyone wants my Dunkachino. Can't get enough of my Dunkachino. Kids from 7 to 17 lining up for my Dunkachino. What's my name? Dunkachino. Dunkachino. Can you ever stop doing that? Why? Lose yourself in that thing. You gotta get out more. How are you gonna meet boys? Dad, I know plenty of boys. You do? Who? I mean, where do you meet them? You meet them in uh, those chat rooms? How do you know you're not talking to some middle-aged freak? Dad, I can spot a middle-aged freak a mile away. Beautiful today. Let's go outside and meet them. Lainey, leave the computer, please. Okay. Um, hi. It's... Me, Jeff, I guess it's time to drop the facade 15 minutes in. I can't keep it up with the voice and the fake commercials and the the, the bells and whistles. I uh, can't do it. Uh, I just have to get come come out and st- uh, we got to talk about Simone. So let's talk about Simone, uh, which is 
in, in saying that it, the movie, this movie exists uh, in so many, so many ways, it's sort of, uh, it doesn't get talked about nearly enough in terms of the cult films made in the last 20 years. And uh, the, the look of this movie, the dialogue, the performances, the screenplay, Pretty much everything involved, uh, uh, everyone involved in the making of this uh, is uh, they need to be they need to be held responsible and for making one of the greatest films ever made, in my opinion. No, it is truly an enjoyable bad movie in all the ways. I think that, uh, in my opinion, all the all the ways that when you have the best bad movie. Uh, your troll to you know this really is up there because of how how f- fucking nuts it is uh that last scene of course we just listened to and i i got a bunch more clips here chopped up and i think for the with the rest of the the what i'll do here is i'll just i'll, I'll play a clip and then talk about it and we'll kind of do the do the do it the rest of the pod that way as we've uh, as we've entered this realm uh of the recording here um 15 minutes in this will be a long one so strap in if you already haven't and uh, get ready for the Simone pod. Uh, we are in it. It is the 232nd film review. Uh, movie. I don't call them. I call them movie reviews. It's the movie review program. Me, your host, Jeff, is also on MySpace, the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, folks, you'll, you'll find this feed. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today. I promise you that. What I'm also going to be doing here, though, is, as, as mentioned at the very beginning of the show, is uh, VernonHowell.com. Uh, shout out to Milkblade, CEO and editor-in-chief of that outfit, for allowing us to... Uh, they, get the, they get the page views. They get the people. Uh, they get the eyeballs. So we're going to uh, use that platform to... I'm going to post uh, with all within, I think, the realms of fair use. I'm going to post the clips that I have isolated um from the movie and uh, all told there's 20 of them and, and a lot of these uh play out better visually a lot of them play out better visually than they do in this audio only uh medium because the the special effects in this movie are is they nothing screams louder 2002 early early aughts uh louder than perhaps simone and the digital uh computer effects and just the I mean, when they talk about computing and computers, it's funny, as you just heard, uh, chat rooms are mentioned quite often in this in this film, and uh, it, it is a hoot, it is a holler. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to post uh, this review there when we're done, but I'm also going to upload all the videos, and, uh, and you'll be able to um, kind of process the movie in about 20 minutes or 30, 40 minutes, probably all told, when you add up all the time of these videos. And again, uh, I think it's in the, I think it's well within the, scope of fair use but we'll see if i next time you see me i could be in jail uh, or, or next time you hear me it could be be doing a podcast from a jail cell because they've arrested me from posting illegal simone clips uh new new line cinema has uh, arrested me i think it was a new line cinema it's uh um yeah what is it i just had this stuff pulled up and now it's gone it's gone um why doesn't it say it on here? Why, who produced this film? Uh, New Line Cinema. Was, I was right. So, okay. New Line Cinema. 
You know what's funny is this guy has not funny, but two, this guy's. I didn't forget when I was going. Uh, a- Andrew Nicole, who look, he wrote the Truman Show. He did Gattaca, which I in nineteen ninety seven Gattaca. I do recall that being like a legit uh, good movie. Maybe that also has not aged as well. It's it's the uh, apparently that on the Wikipedia page for Gattaca, which I remember. I remember liking at the time. I uh, said it flopped at the box office, but it received positive views and become and has gained a cult following. What struck me about the Simone reviews was that it how um it was just sort of not like it's that's what I'm saying about this movie being forgotten by the sands of time about how bad it how gloriously bad it is is because it has a 52 percent Rotten Tomatoes score so it's sort of like right right at that mixed line in terms of uh, at the time I guess it got it didn't get horrible reviews so I, I feel like that that has helped it uh, kind of stay under the radar in terms of the how these movies go. I don't know. Uh, we're going to get into it here. I'll play the next clip. And like I said, uh, I'll play. I don't remember exactly uh, what, what each of clip is. I didn't label them. They're just numbered. So I'm just going to p- post a clip and then we'll talk about is it. Is that everyone? Well, obviously, as you know, I'm, I'm Simone. Simone. <laughs> Who else? I just want to start by apologizing for my process. I know it's an unusual way to work. But I just find I relate better to people when they're not actually there. Oh, of course, of course. I don't have much to say, except that I know it's going to be a great project if we all just trust Mr. Taransky's vision. Always do what Mr. Taransky says. If in doubt, do it the Taransky way. I know we're going to make a wonderful movie together. Together. Absolutely. don't understand Clyde is that love still too big I like it but it's too big all right smaller teardrops this time what you don't understand Clyde is that love is like a wildflower but that flower only grows on the edge of a very high cliff. Perfect. Perfect. Simone. 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 Gonna be a little change in plans, Simone. You have no idea the effect your performance is having on people. We can't stop now. These films, they're speaking to the human condition. We're changing lives. People need to believe you're real. To reveal the truth now, it would be too cruel. You're going to get in a lot of trouble, Mr. Taransky. Why do you have to bring that up? I mean, everything's a risk. 
It's worth it, isn't it? We've done enough work today. Cooped up in there too long. So how about you and I going out on the town? Tonight, they're gonna see you with their own eyes. So there you have it. That is the production behind. Uh, so right after the movie hits, the uh, the first movie I think it's called from. What's it? It has some really stupid name. And then the the next movie they make a second movie in that same calendar year right away, using the same process. Uh, him using real actors, and then him uh, that was sort of half and half. It was like an actors meeting where he talked to the actors, and then he and the producers, and then he. Uh, then the, that scene uh, cut to him working on the uh, digital computer, inserting him, and the drag drop of Simone into the into the thing is hilarious. Again, you can't tell on this podcast version of this, but please go to vernonhow.com later today to uh, check out the video number five. Video number five in reference to that. Uh, and then uh, he at the end of that he's he's holding a, a you don't know where he's going with that at the time but he picks up a Barbie doll and he's stroking the Barbie doll's hair and says we're going out in the town and then there's a whole elaborate ploy where he goes into a hotel room and he plucks hair from the Barbie doll to make it look like that Simone was like brushing her, her real hair very confusing uh, Rachel Romaine Stamus is in it for a second there's a sex scene with, with, with her uh, randomly uh, I didn't get any audio from that, uh, but the movie just it, it gets wackier every 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 five minutes. You don't think it's gonna get it's gonna you think it's gonna plateau into a, a level of kind of boringness? It, it, there's something something wacky happens almost every five ten minutes that that keeps your interest. Not you two. She goes to a major. Hollywood, A-list party, and we don't get an interview, a comment, we don't even get a photograph. Is that what you're telling me? Nobody got a photograph. Nobody ever gets a photograph. Yeah, we have our best people on it, Mr. Sayer. Get better, people! What about the 24-hour tale on Taransky? They're camped out every place he goes, every concierge, every maitre d', they're all on the take. But this Simone woman is good. Obviously, that is not her real name. She uses an assumed identity. She travels under a false name. Checks into a hotel under an alien. Never stays in the same place two nights in a row. What about the satellite photos? What happened? <sighs> Nothing. Nothing from space? So one of the main B-plots is the uh, paparazzi trying to get uh, footage of Simone. And Jason Schwartzman actually plays one of the uh, underlings. And in that scene, we get the uh, character actor of some renowned uh, big guy. Uh, kind of looks like Vincent Donofrio Donofrio in um, in a Full Metal Jacket kind of vibe. Uh, I'm trying to like see if I can find this guy's name. I don't know what his name is. Somebody something. And um, He's the head of the paparazzi news organization, and he's he's like um, obsessed with this. You know, he's obsessed with her, and he wants to find out who she is. And they got nothing from space with the satellites. Nothing from space. Next. I trusted you. 
Simone! You can come out, Darling. it's Elaine! We, we just want to have a meeting. We can talk. Simone. Girl to girl, just Victor, us. where is she? She's gone. Where are the sets? God, that is so like her. Where are the cameras? Victor, we're not paying for this, are we? What is all this, Victor? What is all this? Well, I suppose, uh, I was going to come out sooner or later. I, I guess I'm, uh, I'm actually relieved in a way. I can just say it, finally. She's a computer. Addict. What? She's a computer addict. She's buried in here. Day in, day out. Oh, of course. I should have guessed. It's why she's never goes anywhere, why she's never seen in public. Now you're getting it. Probably spends her whole life in chat rooms. It's the one place she can be herself. Anonymous. Only it's worse. It's far worse. She's extremely agoraphobic. She has a morbid fear of people, of germs, places, heights, name it. Oh. Terrible. How's she going to plug the film? Yes, yes, she has to do publicity. Well, maybe I could get her to do something. Maybe a television talk show. Yes, very good. Taped. Oh, make it live. Live? Please, please, Victor. She'd never go there, so it would have to be remote. We can work with that. That works. That'll work. I can't promise anything. We understand. All right. Thank you, Victor. Thank you. Thank you, Victor. Don't grovel. Thank you. Thank you. Give our best. Thank you. That agoraphobia. It's like a plague. It's out of control in Europe. That agoraphobia is like a plague. It's out of control in Europe. That that agoraphobia is a plague. It's out of control in Europe. In that scene, the uh, you think the gig is up, but because uh, the producer Catherine Keener, along with all the other studio execs, bust through uh, the aforementioned bumbling security guard character who's supposed to be guarding the computer set where. It's a big. It's basically a big soundstage-looking place. That, uh, but all this whole warehouse is uh, only has one computer, kind of like three-screen, huge computer desk uh, where he does all the editing. So they they go in there, and then he tells them that she's uh that you know he's she says he's a computer addict, and then that's fast thinking by Al uh, Duncaccino there to uh, keep them off the uh, the stink uh, of this. Um, but really the 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 thing the, why this movie to me is so good is because there's the logical way that this movie should have progressed right is that we would have gradually the seat the Simone secret would have been revealed like however that however you want that to happen however gradually abruptly whatever it, it, but the Simone secret w- would at some point in the movie probably in the second half uh maybe maybe some climactic moment and then and then there's the um resolution to that. And that's that's what you would logically think a movie like this would go that the, that the world would would be revealed so the, the the you know the fawning the fawning audience would have to grapple with their feelings you know with the new reality of uh, how this having been a lie means in this new world and and how they how how being duped uh, made made changes things and how everyone deals with. Uh, Pacino's character in the wake of that, but that's not what this movie does. In uh, because it doesn't do that, because it it doesn't do the the logical, uh, it doesn't give you the logical t- twist 
that um, that you would just feel like a movie like this would do. It it it, it just it keeps getting nuttier until the it, until the end, until the after the end. It it doesn't. It's unrelenting nuttiness. So glad you can find time in your hectic schedule to be here. It's my pleasure. Wonderful, Wonderful to be with you, Frank. Well, no one can accuse you of being overexposed, Simone. Why have you stayed so completely out of the limelight? I guess I just think actors talk too much. I mean, does the world really want to hear my life story just because I have a movie opening on Friday? Wow. She is all woman. Well, of course, the problem with shying away from publicity these days is that it tends to attract even more. <laughs> Don't I know it? But the, the only reason I'm here now is to put the attention back where it belongs. On Mr. Taransky's film. And you don't secretly want the attention? I'm not even sure I deserve it. You see, after tonight, I'll have just as much screen time on your show as I have in my movies. Now, how is that healthy for a performer? Because, because you, you have, have to understand, understand Frank, none of this is real. Who, who I am on screen and who I really am, they're two totally, totally different people. Change of topic, Simone. You have been romantically linked to dozens of men in the press. Mick Jagger, Stephen Hawking, <laughs> Fidel Castro, most recently Victor Taransky. Is there a Mr. Wright in there somewhere? You know, Frank, I'd rather not discuss my private life. But Victor and I, we are inseparable. Oh, Victor, you dog. I wouldn't be here today without him. Would you like a moment, Simone? No, I'm okay. Okay. Then let's talk about this work you care so much about. Sure. Where would you like to start, Frank? How about the nudity? I know where that is. Nudity's just never been an issue for me. I know that tree. Clothes are simply an option. I know that tree. I know where that is. What exactly was it that attracted you to your first two projects? I suppose what I like most about the movies I'm in is that they're not about special effects. And they are better for it, I might add. We appear to be having some satellite difficulties, uh, but before we lose you completely, Simone, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Frank. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, Simone. Oh. You know, the intentions of this film are clearly... They're, they're, which makes it funnier is that they're they're so lofty and they're trying to make a point about uh, entertainment in a lot of ways and it's it's one of the you know and obviously the we have the benefit of time that that makes it funny the the benefit of the passage of time which makes this all very funny but there you saw one of the fake uh, my favorite scenes in this movie are when he controls her voice and they and you hear him speaking and her and her and her speaking the same dialogue on top of one another because this, this program is just, he can, he can just record a voice and then it's instantaneously what she, you know, it's what she's saying. And he broadcasts this live, like the, 
there's so many logistical things about how that, how and this would even be done also like how does he get the feed going to the uh to the to the to what whatever that guy is he's sort of like a, a talking head type of newsman from uh almost like a PBS news hour type of vibe i can't even give it the uh it doesn't even look it, it looks like shit so it looks like something that w- is not even on the like, cable news um yeah and uh, and also in that scene, you saw the paparazzi guys sort of, they, they kind of are sniffing around and he sees something, he does, he knows something's up there. He sees the background that she's, uh, being, uh, green screened onto, uh, and we, we've got a hell of a green screen coming up again. It doesn't really translate to the audio only, but, uh, we'll, we'll play, we'll keep, we'll keep doing this cause I've, I've set out on this freaking uh, adventure, so I have to finish it. So, uh, next clip. Dad? Oh, hi, baby. Thank you. So how's your love life, Lane? I do okay. What about you? Well, you know me. Married to my work. I noticed. escalating violence, tragic loss of human life, and threat of all-out war was overshadowed today by the announcement of the Oscar nominations. All right, just a couple of shorties there, uh, just to, uh, out of place maybe. Uh, the the absolutely insane love life dot bit of dialogue between him and his young teenage daughter is super creepy. And then, of course, that the joke that doesn't land with the radio announcer, uh, and then, uh, then it goes right into this scene here. Hello? Hello? Is this Elaine? Who's this? Oh my god, is that you, Simone? Yes. You look beautiful today. Thanks. I... Where are you? I'm right here. Beside you. Oh! I borrowed Victor's car. Hi. Hi. I'm really late. I would love to talk to you, but I'm on my way to see Victor right now. Simone. I know what's going on between you two. Oh? No. Oh, Elaine, there's absolutely nothing. It's strictly a working relationship. I just, I don't want to see Victor get hurt. Sounds to me like you still have feelings for him. (laughs) Well, we have a daughter together. I don't love Victor. I could never love anyone. I'm in love with the camera. Simone. I, I recognize the coat you're wearing. I gave it to Victor on his birthday. Elaine, I just... God. Oh, Oh my God, I tell you. Are you all right, Simone? Um, This does look awful, I know that. But, uh... Victor, he's just so crazy about you. Could you go to the Oscars with him? No, 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 no. If you won't do it for him, I ask you, please do it for me. Okay, okay, for you. For you, I'll go. Oh, thank you. Well, here's my exit. All right, okay. well, I'm glad that we talked. Oh, yes, bye. Bye. Goodbye. Oh! So, they're on two rudimentary car phones, and they're on some sort of freeway in Los Angeles. Uh, but you have to understand something here. Al Pacino's driving the car from like the ground of the passenger seat while he's holding up a like 
dummy to look like Simone with like a, a scarf on her head with a like a phone up to her ear. Like and so he's doing that he was doing all of that conversation from the car while he's driving, controlling Simone and the car while having on the car phone situations two thousand two. And then he crashes on going to his exit while Catherine Keener's character, who think believes she's talking to Simone as they're both on the same highway, she sees the cars next to her in a couple lanes over and just wildly dumb and insane. And then we get, I think this next clip is the Oscars clip, which is a good one. The winner of Best Actress is... That is Jay Moore doing the presenting, by the way. Oh my goodness, we have a tie. The winners are Simone for Sunrise Sunset. Thank you. And Simone for Eternity. Unfortunately, Simone cannot be with us here tonight, but thanks to the miracle of modern technology, she joins us live from her Goodwill tour of the third world, ladies and gentlemen, Simone! Thank you. Oh, thank you. This means so much to me. I'm just sorry I couldn't be there with you. First, I want to acknowledge my fellow nominees. I don't even feel I belong in the Best Actress category, let alone with these wonderful human beings. And I also want to thank my co-stars. And the studio, of course. And as always, I dedicate this to Hank, without whom none of this would be possible. I love you, Hank. Wherever you are, thank you. Who's Hank, her agent? Her father. Why didn't she thank you? She did. Did she? No. And of course, I must thank my collaborator, Victor Taransky, without whom none of this would be possible. And of course, I must thank my collaborator, Victor Taransky, without whom none of this would be possible. Why didn't I say it? How could I forget to say it? I wrote it. And of course, I must thank... All right, so here's a, this is kind of where the movie breaks, and you think it's going to go one way or the other officially, but it trust me, it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. Uh, of note from there that you can't see that doesn't translate in the podcast is the, the green screen of the third world country is just a kind of dog rummaging in some trash behind her as she's doing the Oscar speech. Um, again, that was a choice someone made. Uh, for the for they said we're gonna we're gonna put her on on the screen here and uh, it's gonna be just a a dog going through some tr- trash and uh, I I also want to say I love all of the all of the clips all of the movies within the movies they are all blue they're all like look day for night type style of uh of a visual effect but like that's the whole that's every scene from any one of these fake movies is like they're just straight up totally blue looking for I don't know why. I guess to to you know it wasn't the movie or why I don't know I honestly I don't know why I uh, uh, now we're getting into the goods um, this next one is 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 just again I 
I this one probably doesn't translate, but it's so good as I please go check it out. This is the I am pig scene. And I, I love it so much. what happens is Al Pacino is fed up with this kind of Frankenstein's monster situation with what the Simone and how uh, out of control she she is. So he presents the third film, a film called I Am Pig, as a as a as a film directed by Simone, starring and directed by Simone. And the only clip we see of the film uh, that people go wildly uh, are wildly clapping for is just her in a wedding dress. Uh, in a muddy pig field, blue, of course, blue blue visuals, and she's bending into the trough, eating apple and romaine lettuce, what looks like to be romaine lettuce, and spitting it out, and maybe I think there was a carrot involved at one time. So the Simone, uh, Rachel Roberts is her name. She did this. She she They shot her in a pig pen uh, on, her, on all fours, oinking with the pigs and spitting out food, and the, the, the crowd was... They didn't know how to feel. They were simultaneously de- delighted by the art of it and uh, disgusted, but they were they were looking at themselves, I think, a lot, is what they were doing when they saw I Am Pig directed and uh, starring Simone, the uh, Simone. The next clip is actually, I actually led the show with this clip because it was it was my favorite clip. I know I've said that a few times, but it, this this is when, so on, so if the, if the movie didn't, didn't kill Simone's career, because at this point Al Pacino is just trying to kill Simone's career, uh, he decides that he's going to make her uh, a repulsive, alcoholic, chain-smoking, uh, basically alt-right uh, type of personality, uh, anti-immigration, um, pro 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 firearms uh, in schools, and he goes. She goes. She goes on a morning news telecast, uh, and uh, I, we did start. I started the show with this, but it's worth it's worth playing again with the, we hear with the context about what why, why uh, what's happening here. Um, I just think it's funny out of context a lot, uh, but it, uh, but it's we should just play it again because it's not that long. So here's here's alt right Simone. See if they still love you after this. You made me. I made you first. Well, we're back on Good Morning, Good Day, and we are here once again with the incomparable Simone. Now, Simone, before the break, you were taking a rather controversial position. I just think all elementary schools should have a firing range. How else can the children learn to defend themselves? If there is a hole in the ozone layer, how come I can't see it? Immigration, God, isn't it crowded enough? 
But God created furry animals to be worn. Have you ever tasted dolphin pan-fried with a little garlic and fennel? Everybody always talks about the negatives of cigarettes. But look at the benefits. I mean, you don't eat as much, and you've got something to hold in your hand. We always knew Simone wasn't like other celebrities. Oh, no. <laughs> she speaks her mind. Oh, she certainly does. <laughs> And that lovely bit of music you heard at the end there coincided with on screen a kind of whirling JPEG effect, uh, spinning JPEG effect of a, of a, a magazine cover. It's if Time magazine. They named her Person of the Year, Simone. So after that, after that little clip of her, it says all, all of a sudden, I guess we saw that Time magazine named Simone Person of the Year for some reason. Um, this, of course, spins. Al Pacino into a, a a big depression. He decides to kill Simone, or uh, you know he uh, he basically he lies to the press and tells everyone that she got a virus. Get it, a computer virus, because he actually does give her a computer. He gives the computer on a fl- on a floppy disk, mind you, a thing that basically says like computer virus, a, a floppy disk that says computer virus. And that's how he kills Simone, his his creation that is now he cannot control anymore. And of course, everyone uh, frames him for the murder of Simone, and he's arrested for for murdering the computer program, who everyone thinks is still a real person. So that's the direction they took this film. Uh, and let's check this clip out. Okay, good. Thank you. Good work. Now you'll see. What is this? No, there's drives and discs. Where are the discs? You have to go back down and get them, because that's where they are. We can't go back down there. There's discs down there! Call Please, your just, just, him but down. give it up. Call it. You must go down there and get the drives. Hey, you see what's down there? ...to uh, sharks in the water. He 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 was he's ready to come clean now. So he's been arrested for the murder of Simone. Uh, he's he explains the whole thing to the the police uh, that this is actually a computer program. Uh, a crazy guy named Hank uh, gave it to him uh, before he died of an eye tumor from staring at the computer too long. And so he but and so he leads him out onto the water. He's in a police boat with a bunch of police divers, and he they're locating the. Uh, uh, hard drive, which he put into a a um a chest, a big treasure chest type of uh, chest, and sunk to the bottom of the ocean. So he pinpoints. He tells them. Uh, he goes onto his boat, which I think is also named Simone or something Simone related that he bought during the uh the rush of success earlier in the film. And uh, so he takes them out onto the boat after he had dumped all the hard drives into the ocean after uh, quote unquote giving her the virus. And they pull up the chest, and in the side of the chest, there's nothing but seaweed. And then they look down, and then all of a sudden, there's a newspaper uh, on the screen that says, Simone's body feared eaten by sharks. Mm-hmm. And, there, yeah. Fast forward a little bit, and uh, the daughter, Evan Rachel Wood, who they did they did drop earlier in the film. I played a little bit of that clip that she was on her on her laptop computer. So we know she's a computer whiz. She knows if she's good with computers. Uh, her and Catherine Keener are exploring the, uh, you know, the, the, the studio with the, with the computer 
that missing missing the hard missing the hard drives and all of that stuff. But she does have the virus floppy disk, and with just a couple of clicks of her keyboard, she's able to cure the virus and bring back Simone. There's no evidence that Simone isn't real. I just know what you're saying, Mom. Is there any evidence that she is? Do you have any idea what you're doing? What's that? One part of Dad's story may have been true. Simone may have contracted a virus. Certain viruses can be cured. I have no idea what you're talking about. Just like that, Simone lives, and uh, Catherine Keener and Evan Rachel would see her appear on the computer screen for the first time. And well, Al Pacino's still, still, he's still in jail. Listen to me. There's a psychiatrist in Ventura, well respected, who's willing to testify under oath that you have diminished capacity due to the trauma of your divorce, ten years of abject failure in the movie business and a bump on the head you sustained as a child. I, I can't go along with this horse shit. Come on, Victor. I did it. No, no, Victor, come on now. Tell them they can fry me. No, but Victor, please. I did it. Oh, Victor, Victor, please. It was premeditated. Can you please, you lower your... I strangled her. I bludgeoned her. I set her on fire, and then I killed her! <clears throat> I did it! Excuse me. I think you better see this. Breaking news, international media star Simone is alive and well. Her studio released this footage just minutes ago. Simone reading today's edition of the L.A. Times. <laughs> Who says the only bad publicity is your obituary? Details at the top of the hour. She's indestructible. So Al Pacino, of course, is released from prison, and a limo comes to pick him up with his family inside. <laughs> oh. oh, Victor. Oh. Oh, honey. <laughs> I don't know what you did or how you did it. Thank you. Oh, well, it was Laney, but don't think us too fast, Victor. You know what we have to do now. What? Well, why stop at one character when you can have a whole cast? You have to finish what you started. We can do it together. Have we done enough? Could we go, please? Where are we going? Well, I was thinking, how about you and Simone moving in with me and Lainey? That's wonderful. <laughs> what do you think, Lainey? About you and Mom? Well, about me and Simone. What I did. Everything. 
I'm sorry. The mistake wasn't making something fake, Dad. We're fine with fake. As long as you don't lie about it. Oh, come on, Victor. It's not a death sentence. No. It's life. stellar lines there evan rachel wood saying uh it's not the fact that uh it wasn't real but so you lied about it which doesn't really make sense and then it's not a death sentence it's life and they drive away and you're wondering okay this is this the end they just that's it they just imply that they're going to keep the ruse up when they're going to make more digital characters which mind you this was uh, apparently this this was this insanely advanced um computer software which one man knew how to operate now all of a sudden they, they just immediately all know how to advance the software to you know which is one of the, the one of the conceits of this movie that, that doesn't make sense is that is that al pacino is all of a sudden he's a master at manipulating the software when when he's like starts the the, the movie on like a, a dell like a dell desktop like like barely able to like press the the hard drive in when he first gets it earlier in the movie and then then immediately he's an expert at it which again that's that's I mean, you're going to nitpick that of all the, of all things to nitpick in this film but again where did, how do they how do they end this movie up uh, how do they how do they wrap it how do they wrap this movie up how do they end things the ending is legitimately kind of spooky and in in a bit uh uh foreboding in terms of looking at it now in, in the present uh, our present times, I think, in in a weird way, in in a silly way, but also in a in a weird, uh, kind of truly uh, prescient kind of way, in, in a little bit. Uh, but I'll I'll play it out for you here to to. And I I I was dying when this ending came, and I don't know if they were they've left the door open for Simone uh, too. Uh, which you know, I guess something with the one and the two, they'd have to do some sort of numeral thing with the with the stylization of the title. I I gotta workshop that one, but uh, let's listen to this um, last clip, or is it? Good evening and welcome, Simone. The question on everybody's mind is simply why. Frank, you know as well as I do. Living in this fishbowl, the insatiable appetite of the media, with everything that was going on in my life, I just needed to drop out of sight for a while. I needed time, and Victor bought me that time. I owe him so much. We all do. Interrupt real quick. The newsman actor there with a just a legendary phoning it in performance, but let's get back to this great clip. But now I understand you're eager to get back to work. And it's not the kind of work we were all expecting. <laughs> it's true. I can reveal I am considering a career in politics. What may I ask brought this on? I suppose this little man had something to do with it. That beautiful baby. Yes. You see, Victor and I are both very concerned about what kind of world our new son Chip is going to grow up Chip. in. Chip. The baby's name is Chip. Aren't you, Victor? Oh, 
Yes. <laughs> Hi. God, the movie ends with I. Oh, the movie ends with the uh, right there, and there's a green screen scene uh, with him. So it, it, the movie ends just with a green screen on a couch. The the, the pan, camera pans back uh, from the news footage, uh, which which uh, in the news feed you see Simone holding a little baby chip, a digital baby, um, and uh, they're not really there because when we pan back, we're actually in the studio, but it's a big screen screen production room now. And Al Pacino is sitting by himself on the couch, and he does he does something at the end of this movie, right before the uh, written, produced, and directed credit comes up there with the uh, Natural Woman cover. Uh, he he does something where he kind of scoffs, and it's obviously in character, but it also he it almost seemed like there's such a natural scoff to his just sort of like like it's almost like a what did what have we done here? What have we done with this movie? What have we done to the culture at large, society, America? Uh, the world will never be the same after this. They've unleashed this film onto the world. It exists. It is real. It is fantastic, folks. I give it the highest score: ten. Perfect. No, uh, I don't know what I give this score. Uh, give us. I guess I give it a nine point two. Uh, I don't. I have no idea what to score this movie. I'll figure it out out later. Uh, but just if you thought we were done here, we're not. I'm going to play one more clip. There's not a lot of words in it, so I'll just let it run. Basically, what it is, what you're watching here is uh, on screen is there's a uh, you're in a grocery store. It's very blue, and you're watching uh, Al Pacino take video of a cart, and uh, and it's revealed uh, that the new that the big new guy in charge of the uh, tabloid is watching this uh, footage of her shopping at a grocery store, and. He, it's the context of what we're watching, whether it's a movie or just like some paparazzi footage captured, is unclear. But then, anyway, the big paparazzi guy says this: "She likes chicken pot pie, just like me." And then the movie really ends. And that scene came out. That that scene came post credits. So uh, this movie again ahead of its time in pretty much every which way. Uh, the MCU, the Marvel, that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the biz. Uh, they, of course, are very famous for the post-credit scenes. This movie started that trend. Not a lot doesn't get the credit it deserves for starting the post-credit scenes. Uh, but you know what? We don't get a lot of credit for either is the fact that I've I've done it. I've done the I've done this. I've done this review. It's over. Uh, I, I've recorded it. Uh, it's hanging on my head since December when I watched this film for the first time, and the one and the very the, the many splendors of it were revealed to me. And I hopefully I've translated some of that back to you with this. Again, go to the VernonHowell.com webpage. That's VernonHowell.com. www.vernonhowell.com and you can uh, check out all of these uh, clips for the time being. Again, until I am arrested and put into uh, New Line Cinema's uh, prison uh, camps. And uh, I, 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 I'm sorry for that. And I, I do apologize. Thank you.